Hello, welcome to the Heme Sapien podcast, where diverse perspectives in healthcare converge. My name is Myra, and I'm here with Nick Pui, and we will be discussing a current research project at UCLA School of Public Health. This research touches on rates of sexual assault in Greek life at UCLA in a post-COVID setting. As a content warning, this episode mentions sexual assault. So first, Nick, would you like to introduce yourself and kind of give an overview about how you got involved with this project? Hi, I'm Nicholas, or Nick Pui. I am a freshman at UCLA, a member of the Beta Theta Pi fraternity, and I actually got the position for my research through a referral through uh, someone in my frat. So I got a referral for the position, and then I interviewed, tried out, and I got it. That's so cool. Um, would you like to give kind of an overview of what this project is about? So the project is called Assessing the Post-COVID-19 Return to Campus to Prevent Sexual Violence Within Greek Life at UCLA. It's a mouthful, I know. But essentially, the project is just to assess whether or not there is a spike or a decline or a steady rate of sexual violence rates within Greek life, particularly at UCLA, post-COVID-19. And we do that through qualitative research, such as interviews and group interviews, stuff like that. Yeah, so what were your experiences with the interviews like and like what have you learned so far? So I've only had, or I've only conducted three interviews at this point in time. So I not, I don't have all the experience in the world, but one thing I can say that is very interesting is that, I mean, this can kind of be inferred already, but depending on who you ask, like when I interview a freshman versus when I interview a senior, their answers to a lot of the same questions are extremely different. And just an overall viewpoint on whether it be Greek life or just how UCLA handles their sexual assault cases is extremely diverse. For example, I've heard a lot about the lackluster sexual violence report system at UCLA and how the whole Title IX thing that they try and enforce on us is just not an effective way to go about reporting rates of sexual violence. Whereas I've also heard that, oh, from actual Greek life members, that they believe in abolishing Greek life. So throughout these interviews, you kind of just get a whole array of answers to the same questions, I guess. That's one thing I found interesting. Yeah, so you mentioned that you're also part of a fraternity and um, has that kind of shifted, has being in this research project shifted your view on the fraternity or just being a part of Greek life in general? So, our whole research is to address the question whether or not, you know, post-COVID, this return to in-person and everything has led to a spike in sexual violence. And personally, you know, obviously, I was not here at UCLA in Greek life before the pandemic, so I can't give a relative, you know, oh, it did increase, it did not increase. But I will say through my, my inferences, intuition, whatever you want to call it, that there definitely has been a spike. Like such as last quarter, there I believe there was a solid eight or nine houses that had multiple allegations towards them. And I would hope that wasn't the norm before COVID. So I, I wanna chalk it up to, oh, you know, everyone's been lacking human interaction. It kind of just blows over. No one knows like how to truly control themselves yet. But I don't know, that's my inference as a, as a freshman member in Greek life. That definitely has increased. Yeah. Um, so like how far along 
um, are you guys on like this project and like how many people do you think you're going to be talking to like with the interviews and I believe it's about six each member in our research group has to conduct six interviews it's either six to nine um, but right now there's like three or four stages there's the personal interviews group interviews transcribing and then writing slash publishing a paper so I guess there's five steps but currently we are at the um, personal slash group interview stage where I'm some people in our research are conducting group interviews some are conducting inter uh, solo interviews but right now we're just getting that data because it is a qualitative study and then next we need to upload it to a program I'm blanking on the name right now but it transcribes all of our uh, all the audio recording and then we just go from there and highlight keywords key inferences and then write about it in the paper yeah of course um so for like the paper and how um this project kind of came to fruition do you know why um the project leaders at the school of public health decided to take on this project um obviously sexual assault is always like a really big problem and it's something to be addressed but why now i guess yeah, so this, this project was actually started at, I believe, UCSD with um, Professor Jennifer Wagman. Obviously, she transferred from UCSD to UCLA. And one of her graduate students named, I'm blanking on her name, sorry. But basically, both of them initially started the project at UCSD regarding, you know, sexual assault in Greek life. But then once Wagman um, transferred to UCLA, so did her graduate student. And now they were approaching undergrad um, kids to obviously conduct research in Greek life because you can't be a graduate student in Greek life. And uh, the president of the Phi Sigma Rho sorority here at UCLA, which is the science-based sorority, I believe, was actually pursuing a career in public health and saw an advertisement for the study, I believe, and then was like, hey, like, I'd love to work on that. So then that kind of happened, word got around that, hey, we're recruiting, looking for like freshmen, particularly in Greek life. And then word got around to my fraternity and then I joined. But I wanna say she joined because obviously sexual assault in Greek life is a major like issue. I wanna say nationwide, because nearly every university has Greek life and that there is a whole stereotype, you know, oh, that's very, very, what's the word? Controversial. So I think just the overall principle in that, you know, trying to break the stereotype of Greek life is one reason why they started. It's the reason why I joined, but I haven't, I don't have a concrete answer on why they started. But it can be inferred that, just to combat that stereotype. Yeah, so I guess another way to kind of ask this question is just like, what do you think you want to get out of this study or like this whole team wants to get out of the study? Or in other words, like what are the future implications? at the research project? Obviously, as a, on a group level, the overall aim is to, you know, address whether or not there has been a spike in sexual assault within Greek life. And then once we publish information, the university can do what they want with that information, because obviously we can't call the shots. So right now we're, it's like, don't shoot the messenger, you know? We are the messenger, that's what we're trying to get out. Personally, what I'm trying to get out of this project is, Obviously, it's a great experience, but joining a fraternity, I obviously knew like about the implications of joining Greek life and how, oh, you're a frat bro. You know, it's not necessarily the best 
you know, title to have. But after joining and going through everything that let me get to this point, like I love the community Greek Life Fosters. And I love the guys I surround myself, I surround myself with. I love my chapter. I love guys in other frats as well. But it's just that Greek life gets such a bad rap because of these stereotypes and, you know, obviously these sexual violence cases that I want to work towards a cleaner, better Greek life community. I just want to break that stereotype of, oh, we're all not good people. And I think this is a great way to do it. Yeah, so now that you've interviewed people and you've kind of heard about um, certain people's experiences, is there anything that you would say to anyone in Greek life right now? I guess in Greek life right now, um, I guess control yourself. I mean, it, it's it's simple, but it's true, you know. Like, obviously, I do believe that there has been an influx of, of cases and just overall rates because of, what is it? Because of COVID. So, and obviously people don't, I don't know. They kind of come in from social isolation and they go into this, oh, I'm in college now. Like they can't really, I guess, control themselves. So that's one thing if I could say to, I guess, everyone, it, was, it would be that. Like, like I don't know, have a stronger conscience. I guess, because I've heard, I've heard stories and I've heard rumors and I've heard allegations and it, it is mind boggling that this all just occurs on a quarter to quarter basis. Yeah, for sure. Um, I um, remember like another aspect of your research project was kind of addressing like whether we're given like, if students are prepared to like intervene um, mm -hmm. in, you know, situations of sexual violence and like, just like if the if the school has really given us enough resources um, to help support like survivors of sexual violence and stuff like that. And I was wondering through like your um, interviews and through just like your meetings with your research team, like their interviews, um, what was like the general consensus on that? Like, do people believe that they have enough resources to really support um, like sexual violence in Greek life or? So in regards to, because that was like two questions. If someone would intervene, and I, I, I personally believe that someone would, but I've been split so far in my interviews. So there are some people on the opposite side of the spectrum that are like, oh, if they were to inter intervene, like the people in Greek life, then they would have already. And then that overall principle would lead to, hypothetically, zero you know, sexual assault claims or rumors because everyone's always there and everyone can intervene. But on the other hand, it's like, you know, this is UCLA, we are bright kids. We do have, we all have bright futures here. Like we don't wanna mess that up, obviously. We all have, I wanna say good, strong morals because otherwise maybe you wanna be here. So on that note, it's like, oh yeah, I truly do believe that we would speak up. And I'll personally speak on behalf of my fraternity. I believe, I truly believe everyone in my chapter would speak up and intervene regarding sexual assault. But honestly, just to apply that same principle to the entire realm of IOC Greek life, I, I can't say that everyone would intervene, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My second question was kind of about like the student's ability to support these survivors 
um, of like any type of sexual violence and like you know like the resources were given at school and through like Greek life honestly in regards to resources available to not just Greek life students but students in general from UCLA I want to say it's extremely lackluster at least from what I've heard through my interviews and you're so around the street that the one thing that they keep pushing onto you is something called Title IX, where if obviously something occurs to you, you have to report an, ent an entire investigation. And then that leads down a whole rabbit hole where some people may or may not receive the help or treatment that they need. So the fact that that's more or less their most publicized route of, I guess, help or aid, it's, it's honestly pretty disappointing because I've heard little to no positive things regarding that program. In regards to people helping other people, obviously I can't speak on behalf of the entire school, but I know me and my friend group, or at least my fraternity as a whole, like we're always very open and welcome to talk to people if they if something did happen at our house. We're always open to open, uh, to open conversations. We'll never hold back, we'll never filter anything and disregarding Greek life entirely, like just with me and my friends, you know, as people, we would always be there to help and talk to anyone if they needed it. But obviously I can't sit up for the entire school. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I guess that's pretty much all the questions I had for today. But um, is there any like resource that you can refer any students to um, if they were like interested in participating in this study or like learning more about the study or getting just resources in general? Um. Yeah, so if you would like to participate in this research study, email info at ucspeaksup.org. That way you can get find more information on the study and you can, you'll be put in contact with one of our research members. Besides the Title IX reporting process, are there any other resources that you would recommend to people um, we're looking for them yeah for sure there's um at ucla or i think this is uh uc wide i'm not sure about that one there's something called care the uh, campus assault resources and education center and you can reach them at care program ucla.edu and essentially it's just a much better way to address any case of sexual assault or any allegation rather than title nine as it's completely confidential there's also the Counseling and Psychological Services, or CAPS, and you can find out counseling.ucla.edu. And this one is, is this kind of transcends, you know, sexual assault, uh, and is more so pertains to just overall mental um, or crisis issues that any student can be going for. In terms of actual criminal reporting, there's the UCPD, or like UCLA Police Department, and you can find out, I believe, ucpd.ucla.edu. And obviously, if you have a genuine criminal case you'd like to report, you call that. Uh, in terms of civil reporting, there's something called the Student Legal Services, where survivors of sexual violence can file a restraining order or a suit in a legitimate civil court. And that's at studentlegal.ucla.edu. And then outside of campus itself, there's actually, you know, if the scenario calls for it, the Rape Treatment Center UCLA Medical Center in Santa Monica, and that's at rapetreatmentcenter.org. And it's an off-campus counseling support system that's available 24 hours a day. And it conducts, and it conducts uh, I believe, forensic rape exams for survivors 
up to five days after a sexual assault encounter. So I'll honestly highly recommend all of those programs over Title IX because Title IX is not, is not very efficient at all. Okay, well, thank you so much for sharing the resources. And also, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to uh, talk with me today. Um, is there anything else you would like to add? Uh, no, nothing in particular. Thank you for having me. Here it goes a little yeah. something like...